0: Welcome to Tattooed Freaks in Business Suits, recorded live in the kitchen of the Personal Touch Career Services in Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maze to get the jobs they really love. In addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book out there. It's called How to Get a Job Without Going Crazy on Amazon. Today, my guest is Kathleen... I wanna make sure I pronounce this right, Quinn Vota, correct?
1: Well done.
0: Yeah, she is the CEO of Talent Trust here in Denver. She's also the author of the book, Solving the People Puzzle, and an accomplished speaker as well. So we're very lucky to have her.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, Donna. I appreciate
0: it. Sure thing. So our show's purpose is to explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X millennials and those to come after seek position of leadership that still allow them to be themselves every show we explore a topic related to business or job searching and of course we're going to talk about tattoos yeah of course of course our sponsor is the personal touch Career services denver's top rated career coaching service we focus on the practical tools for your job search including resumes linkedin profiles job search coaching and ongoing classes check out our ridiculously long website PersonalTouchCareerServices.com. Once again, that's PersonalTouchCareerServices.com or, you know, you can just Google it. So good morning, Kathleen. How are you today? I am wonderful.
1: Thank you, Donna. Thank you for having me on this beautiful fall morning.
0: Yes, it's lovely. This is being recorded uh, in September 2018, so if you're listening it at it some other time, you don't get to enjoy fall in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> so Kathleen, why don't you just tell me a little bit more about yourself and your book?
1: Okay, so I started my career in the recruitment industry in 1985, and um, I worked for Kelly Corporation in Hartford and Farmington, Connecticut. And I fell in love with the industry from that very moment. It is an industry where you can learn about almost every other industry Mm -hmm. and meet with people all over the world and the country and really expand your own intellect and understanding of the business world. So it really was a match made in heaven for me. And I went on, um, I was in college in 1985 and I worked for... Uh, Kelly Corporation. While I was in college, college breaks, etc. And then once I left um, and graduated from college in 1988, I went to work with a company called Danny Roberts and Employment out of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, that was also another great opportunity for me. Grew tremendously with those mentors and leaders. And then that company was ultimately acquired by Olston Corporation. Olsen Corporation was out of Melville, New York and a $4 billion recruitment firm and that's where my my career kind of took off and I really started growing into leadership positions Um, and I ultimately worked with them until about 1997 yes 1997 and um, and I became, by the time I left I was vice president over their New England operation which was quite a few um, branches and a um, hundred of hundred wonderful people it was a really wonderful time of my life so in 1997 i was fortunate enough to move on to cdi corporation and i ran what they had on the west coast for one of their divisions um, my husband and i left the east coast and came to beautiful colorado we've been here for 20 years wow. as with that 20 years yeah mm-hmm. and then my um i left that company cdi corporation in 2003 and started Talent Trust. Talent Trust is 15 years old this year. Oh, I had having,
0: no idea you'd been around that long.
1: <laughs> yeah, fifteen, fifteen years, um, and we're we're really excited about where we are and how much we've grown. I have 22 people on my team um, who follow me into uncertainty every day. I don't know why, but they do, <laughs> um, and uh, they're they're very dedicated to our customers and building great cultures and making sure that they can grow. So it's been a wonderful journey um, and I really appreciate all the people who have helped me get here.
0: Great, great. And then your book, Solve the People Puzzle, that was published in 2016, correct? Yes, it came out in
1: uh, end of January, beginning of February 2016, correct. And what's the book about? So the book is a gift to anybody who runs an organization in helping them solve the people puzzle. And people puzzles, if you think about it, are wide and deep. We focus on culture, we focus on um, really understanding what your employees need and want, which is ever-changing, and aligning that with your own personal values and attitudes and beliefs. Because culture, Donna, is the sum total of your um, values, your attitudes, your beliefs, your traditions, your behaviors, and um, and work is no longer impersonal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Work yep. is very personal. And um, the emerging generations who are amazing kick-butt human beings want to choose organizations for purpose, for um, flexibility, for learning, for inspiration. And we have to break down those walls of, um having employers and employees in adversarial relationships we have to invite love back into the workplace and talk about what what matters to both audiences so we can achieve things together
0: well that's a great way to put that and we were talking a little bit about um talent trust too that you have a strategic recruitment division and, and uh i i asked you about uh, your you as a recruiter and you quickly recru- uh, corrected me on that one that you don't hire recruiters you require um
1: what was the term again you hire so we hire people who are intellectually curious uh-huh. and want to do things differently in an industry that was established in the 1950s and hasn't really changed very much since yeah. so um, my strategic recruitment division of talent trust is led by Stephanie Porter who is an amazing person. I love her and um, she uh, manages um, about, I'd say, 11, 11 people to deliver strategic recruitment to our clients. So, we define strategic recruitment as anything you need, any person you need in your organization up and down the org chart. No one person is more important than the other. Um, so, our, the economic model is very um, consistent, regardless of position, um, and our clients get a process, forgive me for that, no, our no clients problem. get a process um, of bringing in the right people into the organizations, versus just posting and praying that the right person will come along. Yeah. So, it really is... Um, Very process oriented if you think, I think you might have read the book. Mm -hmm. Um, We treat recruitment as a sales process versus an administrative task. So we start with what's your employment brand, Mm -hmm. who are you, who cares, how will they find you Um, to oversimplify it. Then we work on um, lead generation for um, our clients, filling the top of the funnel. If you will, allow me the sales methodology Mm -hmm. to get enough people interested in your organization to join you Um, and then from there begin the screening and the vetting and etc. The things that most companies know how to do, they don't know how to do it well but they know how to do it and um, making sure that they have a pipeline so they're not hiring in crisis. Yeah. Um, Hiring in crisis can really kill your culture. Because you're not taking the time to vet people for their attitudes, traditions, and beliefs. So
0: hiring in crisis would be like, oh no, I've got an empty seat. I've got nobody answering the phones. I Mm -hmm. I just need a body, just a warm body. you got a pulse, I'm going to hire you. And a lot of times that's what will bite you in the butt is what you're saying.
1: Absolutely. There is no, we we are not a butts and seats provider. Um, There's lots of firms out there that are butts and seats providers and they don't really pay attention to culture and values and that alignment with the companies and the candidates, Um, that's not us. You can Mm -hmm. work with somebody else. You don't need to work with Talent Trust Mm -hmm. in that regard.
0: So as a CEO, what do you think is the biggest challenge
1: facing employers today? Well, we're in an inventory crisis, crisis, Donna, as I'm Mm -hmm. sure you know. 18-year low on unemployment. 87% of CEOs surveyed um, are actually trying to hire people right now. In manufacturing alone, five million jobs are un- going unfilled. Wow. Um, so we do—we just don't have the inventory um, companies and they don't have the infrastructure. So you've got an inventory and infrastructure problem. So the inventory problem is we have boomers um, growing up and moving on to something else, yeah. um, reengaging in the workforce as boomerangs, maybe in consulting positions. Um, and then we just don't have the numbers in the um, in the emerging generations, you know, the millennials, the Gen Zs, et cetera, um, to f- to fill those positions. Mm-hmm. And then you have the you know the um, all the technology coming into the workplace too. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Then number two, companies, middle market, and uh, some Fortune 500 companies, believe it or not, don't have the infrastructure to really treat um, recruitment as a rigorous strategic process they often treat it as an administrative afterthought and they tend to delegate it to human resources which last time I checked have no sales and marketing skills whatsoever
0: I would agree coming from HR myself yep yep that was uh, the worst thing I had to learn is how to do sales
1: <laughs> and and they you know if somebody doesn't like doing something they're less likely to do it. Yeah. Um, so uh, human resources are wonderful people. It's time to um, stop being mean to them. I mean I think sometimes corporate America can be mean to our human resources leaders. Um, but also equip them with business partners or um, align- that, that can think bigger and from a sales and marketing perspective to help them with this problem. Um, or bring in the right people with the sales and marketing um, acumen and the talent acquisition function um, to em- empower them to be successful and put a process in place around this very important issue.
0: Right, right. And that's one of the things that a talent trust, y'all do differently. So sometimes, mm-hmm. even when we work with outside recruiters, and, oh. and as a job coach myself, you know, I warn people. You know, those outside recruiters are salespeople and they're trying to sell you, you're the meat. But what you're talking about is different it is because it's it's looking at the very top. Because even many outside recruiters like that, the whole idea is I'm just going to attract as many candidates as I can and package them up and sell them to the company. And you're not that. You're saying it starts with the branding. It starts with the messaging a uh, uh, method of attraction rather than promotion. And then you're going to draw the best talent and then you groom them as well as uh, coaching the company on how to talk to candidates to make sure that the, the candidates understand what the culture is so that it can really be that good match, correct?
1: Yes. And it's the power of choice, really understanding um, cultures from, an, from a candidate perspective. They, they're going to have a lot of choice. If you're mm-hmm. any good in the marketplace right now and you have any skill set whatsoever and you Um, you're going to have a lot of choice. So, 32% of employees will choose a better culture over more compensation. That's huge. And so, people want to work with people they like, and they want to do work that's purposeful and meaningful. Mm. They also want to be treated like adults, and they want work-life flexibility, and they want to be able to pursue other interests if they are interested in that, and you know that's all okay. It's all okay, but lots of companies are way behind when it comes to that, and they don't know how to integrate these um, these philosophies and, and methodologies into their organization. That's why we exist. We're the bridge, if you will, yeah. and our first step with any client is, a gap analysis, because everyone wakes up every day, this is a belief with mine, Ghana. Mm-hmm. I believe we all wake up every day with the best of intentions to have a good day and be nice to people. Mm-hmm. That now, makes maybe sense. That, maybe that's naive of me, but I really <laughs> don't think many people go out there trying to be awful to people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so what happens is you go through your day and things happen. Um, and so we, our clients, their, their intentions are great. And they're trying to do the right thing, but they don't they're so close to it they don't know where the gaps are.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: our People Puzzle gap analysis helps define and diagnose what they're doing really well and where they need to improve. And we help bridge that gap and bring it a little bit closer so they can bring get their talent acquisition organization really moving in the right direction for the company. Great. It's a brave step for companies, Donna, because yeah. you really have to look under the hood, and you and we interview key stakeholders, we survey people, and um, we just did a gap analysis for a client, and you know there's some hard learnings, mm-hmm. um, and you have to be willing to address those learnings and make change because that's the only way you're going to be able to move forward together.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh, really, what we're talking about here is is helping the employers define what their company culture is. Because one thing everybody wants is a good culture, but often they can't define what that means. So, I was speaking at a conference in Breckenridge last week, and um, it was for healthcare administrators. So, the people who manage the back office side of like doctor's offices and things like this. And a couple of the gals were talking about the recruitment that they're struggling with and they said well we had a a candidate ask us what our company culture was and we're like i don't know i guess we have fun uh Mm -hmm. it can be busy but they really didn't even have the tools to define what that meant so you mentioned your gap analysis and you talked about a few of the things that come into company culture can you tell
1: me a little bit more about that Sure. So that first step, the gap analysis, um, is a um, diagnosis both for the company and for us to really understand you know, what their intentions are and what they're doing. So what we do is we go through discovery, that's the first step, um, getting to know you, really understanding uh, who are the key players. We call them key stakeholders in the organization mm-hmm. and key stakeholders are not exclusively the people who run the organization. Key stakeholders could be somebody working a production line, somebody working the front office for an organization and they're the ambassador of goodwill when people walk into the organization. So, it's not exclusive to the CEO, the CFO, the COO. They are. Um, they should be involved in the conversation highly, but they need to identify key st- stakeholders who are also doing the work and Mm. executing on the mission, vision and values and where you're trying to go. Mm. So we will guide our clients through who they should have in that key stakeholder conversation to get the most value out of the gap analysis. Then the second step is my team goes in and and really listens and surveys through uh, survey tools and also key stakeholder one-on-one interviews. What is happening in the organization from a culture and talent acquisition perspective that's really positive and where do we need to really look at um, improving things? So, um, And then they um, do quite a few other very proprietary in-depth meetings with the client. And then the the result is a report um, that um, we walk them through with our findings. We give them a scorecard, Donna, that is... um, uh, partially based on Burson's four levels of talent acquisition maturity. And Burson is a division out of Deloitte. Um, and the, they score companies on a level one, two, three, or four of talent acquisition maturity. Hmm. And most companies, unfortunately, Donna, are at a level one. I'm not that. surprised. Some yeah. are even at a level zero. Yeah. So, um, so, um, at the end of it, our clients get a actionable report that they can make change in their organization, um, and it's centered around our products and services, which include engagement, alignment, assessments, behavioral based interviewing, strategic recruitment. Um, we're resellers of some technology that will enable them to be even better in the work that they're doing, mm. um, and really really cracking the code for these companies and how to build a better system to make sure they have the right people. And it's also about retention too. So um, we should be focusing on retention companies all over the country um, every day because Mm -hmm. um, our people are being um, invited to stray from our cultures constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I think the statistic is about two-thirds of the employees who work for you, if you're an employer listening to this, they're either open to or actively engaged in another conversation for another position. Yeah. So it's really important to attack this um, intellectually and and really assess where you are so you can make change.
0: Sounds great. Sounds great. So, um, one of the things in in your book that I saw that you mentioned is this is talking about a different kind of gap. Uh, You have a chapter called Don't Mind the Gap, speaking specifically about generational gaps and how things are looked at differently. Um, And you really encourage employers not to overlook candidates because of tattoos, hair colors, and and things like
1: this. So why is that? Because everyone's created equally, and you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. And you never know what people can bring you in their heart and head and um, really change your organization. I don't care if you've got tattoos or pierced nose or purple hair. or It doesn't matter. If you can actually affect, if you align with my culture, attitudes and beliefs and you have the skills to do the work, um, those things are very secondary. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a story if you don't mind. Sure, a, go ahead. A gentleman, um, a gentleman came to me and he was 55 years old um, and I'll never forget him. He's a great guy. And he really thought he would never get a job again Mm -hmm. because he was just too old. Mm -hmm. Now I'm 52 and I don't think 55 is very old at all. Um, And when I met him it was probably 10 years ago. And um, he has gone on, we helped one of our clients identify him as the right sales leader for their organization. And he has gone on to work with that organization, another organization. He's now traveling um, in Europe, working for another organization, and and you know he's vital. He's ready to give. He's ready to serve. He's got skills. And when we look at uh, the inventory crisis that we're in right now, we got to open our filters versus close our filters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, also training is a very important investment. For companies right now, I'd rather hire somebody for attitudes, traditions, beliefs, and value alignment and train them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what's been the smart formula Mm -hmm. for forever. And I think people get overly focused on the skills because skills you can teach, attitude
1: you can't. Correct. And what, but also what happens, Donna, is the reason they focus on the skills is because they're in crisis mode. Yeah, they have no system or process. So, say Janie leaves, and Janie is your customer service manager. Y- you know, you're you're playing catch up if you mm-hmm. don't have a system in place, um, and you also don't have transparency with your with your employees because people will tell you they're not happy before they resign. Yeah, And then now obviously they're not going to say Donna, I'm unhappy. I'm going to resign six mm-hmm. months ahead of time, now in the world I live in, I wish everybody would, but yeah. um, I mean it would make life much more simple, And um, but they give you signs, so so your hiring managers, the people who are working with your rank and file, have to be really plugged in to the needs and wants of the people who are working for them,
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: and really have those critical conversations you know, it doesn't seem like you're happy, you know, it doesn't seem like you're feeling very successful, what can I do to help you thrive in this organization, is it a good fit, isn't it a good fit, don't make assumptions, because you know what happens when we all make assumptions, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I won't say it, but anybody listening can do it to themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and then the, the other flip side of this thing on judgment based on, you know, age and culture and uh, just even generationals, Sometimes millennials are going to be judging towards a company as well based on those same outward appearances of maybe there's a lot of older workers and there's these stuffy guys in suits and I don't know if I want to do that because they don't have a ping pong table or something very superficial. Um, so can you give an example on why a job seeker should have a more open mind as well?
1: Well, there's uh, the good news for job seekers is you are in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah, you know, so this is a wonderful time for you with a lot of choice. And um, one key thing I've told people when I, as I've grown up in this industry, um, and I've heard from the job seekers is, well, I don't want to go, uh, I don't want to work there because I heard or um, that they had a bad reputation, Mm -hmm. or I heard that their workforce was, you know, aging, you know, and not cool or whatever. Um, Guess what? You don't have, choice is powerful. So, filling your own funnel with a lot of opportunity and taking every interview so you can actually figure out does the culture align with you or not if you're leaving people out of the conversation as a job seeker shame on you because mm-hmm. you could find a mentor that you never knew you were looking for
0: right that's a great and, way to put it out yeah. and
1: and mentors make you better And and who knows you might stay with a company for a year or two or you know what if the owners are looking to retire and you become the person who can enable them to retire because they'll train you on how to run their business, mm-hmm. you just never know. And so, I encourage everyone: choice is powerful. Take the interview because you can't say no till they want you. And then, when they want you and you don't want them, who's in the driver's seat?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Get the offer. Worry about it later.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Get the offer and really compare the offers from a culture attitudes beliefs perspective and the work that you're going to be doing. We talked about the fact if, if you're if you're not having fun, you're not going to be your best self. Mhm. I mean, you got to you got to know you're a, you're a coach. People have to do what they love to do or they're going to fail.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things I love to coach people on as well. And I do exercises with them to recognize what are the things that you love in your work? What do you like? What do you live with it and what do you loathe it? Mm -hmm. Of course, we're grownups. We know we're going to have to do some things that we don't enjoy. But the more we can do things we love and like, the more successful we're going to be in our careers.
1: Yeah. And there's not, okay, you know, like um, I don't love dealing with technology. (laughs) (laughs) My husband will tell you that. I hate technology. But it's part of my work. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure I know how to use a computer and a phone and have them all integrated well enough to be productive. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to spend 100% of my time there. You know, so, so there's, I think you think of it in, I would guide your job seekers. Um, is that most of your audience, job seekers? Yep. Mm-hmm. Guide the job seekers to think of primary skills you're going to use every day. So primary mm-hmm. skills and then secondary skills. You know, so the primary skills are key that you actually enjoy those primary things more than not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I would totally agree with that. I coached a gentleman once who was, he got a degree in uh, like sports marketing, so he was really interested in working with some of the big uh, professional teams around here. And I was like, oh, I know this internship that Cronky Sports does, which is, um, they're the owners of the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and um, the Mammoth here in Denver. And it was hardcore on the phones, making calls, and whoever was successful moved up into the next range of sales. And he's like, Oh, yeah, that'd be a great way to get my foot in the door. But I made him do this exercise about what do you love, live with, and loathe. And the things he hated the most were sales and calling people on the phone. I'm like, This is not going to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. you think you're getting a foot in there and you're going to make a good impression, but in truth, you're burning the opportunity Mm -hmm. because you're going to get in there, you're going to hate it, you're going to do poorly, and then you kill any other chances in that organization because you've already ruined your reputation with them.
1: Absolutely. That's really good guidance. And I love your um, exercise, love, like, and loathe. Mm -hmm. Everybody write that down. (laughs) Love, like, and loathe. What do you love, like, and loathe? And do more of what you like and love. I
0: love it. I do that as a presentation. I'll send you my handouts.
1: Oh, I'd love to. (laughs) That's
0: wonderful. Excellent. All right. So what are some of the mistakes that you see modern job seekers make?
1: I'm not making sure they fill their top of the funnel. They're like, well, Mm -hmm. I don't want to work for them or, you know, they're 15 more minutes away than I wanted to I mean, take the interview. You Mm -hmm. don't know what you might be walking into and you might learn. So be open-minded. Also, do the research. I I find a lot of job seekers posting and praying that the company they post to will be the right fit for them. Mm -hmm. We live in an age where you can get information like that. Mm -hmm. These lovely little things Mm -hmm. help us find information, like you probably googled me, that's how you found me. Yeah. You know, and people listening to this right now might be googling Talent Trust or Kathleen Quinn Botha. I mean you can find out a lot of information in a very short period of time. So be educated. Educate yourself and the company you're speaking to and and really ask in-depth questions about culture and values and the customers that they serve. One key question, I don't care if you're going for a sales, sales job, marketing job, operations job, finance job, you name it, whatever function, ask about the customers.
0: Mm, that's who a great do you, point.
1: Yeah. Who, do you, who do you serve? You mm. know, what customers do you serve? You will learn more than, than you know about, about the company. And far too often people are so myopically focused on the job that they forget to ask those really good questions. Mm -hmm. So for every interview you go into, have five really strong questions about culture, customers, um, successes, failures, because you're interviewing them too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And have the hooks, but interview and ask some good questions. Because when you ask good questions, you're demonstrating your ability to be a great employee in their company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely So uh, We're to
0: one of my favorite parts of the show today uh, Actually the tattoo of the day and But Kathleen I'm sorry You don't have a tattoo
1: No, no I don't <laughs> I don't Now I will tell you I love people with tattoos And I'm going to tell you a little story about my sister-in-law Nancy Okay. Nancy in Long Island um, If you're listening I love you She always wanted a Shamrock in a certain area of her persona, okay, that nobody else would be able to see. Okay. Um, now one one evening, we went to try to get a tattoo for her, but we were turned away because we were. In, in an inappropriate state.
0: <laughs> so that means uh, you might have been drinking
1: a little bit that day, as we oh. did. Just a little. Maybe? And so, so, she has, she's very brave, she now has a tattoo of a dove right here on her, on her um... Right along the side of her wrist. Yes, right on her wrist. It's huh. beautiful mm-hmm. and um, and so many people use it as a wonderful expression. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like the pain, oh my god. Don't make me hurt if I don't need to hurt, but, um, uh, yeah. but the endorphins kick in and then it's I, awesome. <laughs> I know, I know. There's a lot of people. So I am I'm honored that you would have me, even though I don't have a tattoo.
0: Oh, that's all right. You know, because like a, like I said, our show's purpose is all about the world of work in its entirety. Thank And you. as the all the tattoos become a lot more acceptable. Yes. It's not
1: about your tattoo. Mm-hmm. I mean ta- it's not about your tattoo. I mean, that's just a mark. And mm-hmm. I, I I love the expression that people have. My brother in law has a tattoo of his mother and father who died and it's extremely meaningful. One of my nephews has a tattoo of um honoring his both his grandparents, one of which is my dad and he's a Bible verse and a Celtic cross and there's so much meaning in many people's tattoos. I, I, you know, I don't care if you have a tattoo or a, you know, a earring in your nose. I mean, if you've got the heart and the head to make a difference in my organization, bring it.
0: Yeah, I love that attitude. Well, Kathleen, thank you very, very much for your time today. Why don't you uh, just hit us real quick on what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and your company, Talent Trust?
1: Thank you. So, Talent Trust website is spelled T-A-L-E-N-T. RUST.com and also our phone number is 303-838-3334 so you can find us there. We also have an Instagram account, Facebook account, you can find us all over social media Um, and you can also Google me Kathleen Quinn Votaw. Um, I have a speaker website that you can explore that's tied also to Talent Trust website Um, and we look forward to helping you uh, find the right fit for you so you can thrive in your careers.
0: Great, and while we're here in Denver, do you work with companies across the United States?
1: We do, we work all over the country. I think right now we're working in 15 states at the moment. Nice, yeah, nice, wonderful. congratulations. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. My name is Donna Shannon. My company is a Personal Touch Care Services. If you like our show, hit the like button underneath, leave us some comments, and be sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you very much. And until next time, see you later. Bye-bye, all.